All right, everyone, so for our New Testament passage, if you could all open up your Bibles, we're going to go through Revelation chapter 6, verses 1 to 17 together this morning. Make sure you grab your pens, make sure you grab your rulers, your Bible, and let us begin. And it says, Now I watched when the Lamb opened one of the seven seals. I heard one of the four living creatures say with a voice like thunder, Come. And I looked, and behold, a white horse, and its rider had a bow, and a crown was given to him, and he came out conquering, and to conquer. When he opened the second seal, I heard the living creature say, Come. And out came another horse, bright red. Its rider was permitted to take peace from the earth, not to put peace there, to take peace away from the earth, so that men should slay one another, and was given a great sword. When he opened the third seal, I heard a living creature say, Come, and I looked, and behold, a black horse, and its rider had a pair of scales in its hand. And I heard what seemed to be a voice in the midst of the four creatures saying, A quart of wheat for a denarius, and three quarts of barley for a denarius, and do no harm the oil and wine. When he opened the fourth seal, I heard the voice of the fourth creature say, Come. And I looked, and behold, a pale horse, and its rider was death, and Hades, or hell followed him and there they were given authority over a fourth of the earth to kill with sword and with famine and with pestilence and by wild beasts on the earth when he opened the fifth seal i saw under the altar the souls of those who had been slain for the word of God and for the witnesses they had borne. So we're talking about martyrs here. We're talking about people who had died because of preaching the word of God, who died because of this. This is who we're talking about here. And they cried out with a loud voice. So these martyrs are shouting, O sovereign Lord, holy and true, how long before you will judge and avenge our blood on those who dwell in the earth? Then they were each given a white robe and told to rest a little longer until the number of their fellow servants and their brothers should be complete, who were to be killed as they themselves had been. So in other words, there's still going to be a chance in this time for people to get saved, for people to turn away, because more people are going to die, it's talking about here, who are dying for the word of God because they're sharing it. So there's always going to be an opportunity in these end times to be turning away from sin, to be turning away from unrighteousness, and to be turning towards God. There is always a chance. There was mercy that were being seen here, that were being talked about here. There's mercy. There's an opportunity for this. And there's still a chance to get saved. Verse 12, when he opened the sixth seal, I looked, and behold, there was a great earthquake, and the sun became black as sackcloth, and the full moon became like blood. And the stars of the sky fell to the earth, as a fig tree sheds its winter fruit when shaken by a gale. 
Verse 14, the sky vanished like a scroll that is being rolled up and every mountain and island was removed from its place. So the earthquake is so strong. Everything is shaked out of its place. Everything is not where it was. Then the kings of the earth, again, we're not talking about king of heaven. We're not talking about godly things here. We're talking about worldly and the great ones and the generals and the rich and the powerful and everyone slave and free hid themselves in caves among the rocks of the mountains, calling to the mountains and rocks, fall on us and hide us from the face of him who is seated on the throne. So they're saying, hey, I rather you fall on me, you rock. I rather you hit me, your mountain, the you. You over there, come hit me, land on me. I rather do that than see the face of those of him who is sitting who is seated on the throne who's sitting up there instead of seeing god i rather be hit by a rock that is what these people are saying and from the wrath of the lamb for the great day of their wrath has come and who can stand they know they're talking about God. They know who God is. Remember, there is a remnant. People have been seeing and hearing about God and still choosing to not have a relationship with him. Still choosing in the midst of all of that to not turn away from their wickedness, their wicked ways. But we see here in end times, everyone is truly given a chance to hear about God truly given a chance to turn away from the sin, to turn away from the, the lifestyle. And some hearts, even in the midst of all of that, are still going to be cold. They're not going to soften their hearts and turn their hearts to the things of the Lord. Even after seeing all the power of God, even after all of the calamities that are going to happen, all of the destruction, their heart is still so hard to not keep themselves from wanting a relationship with God. Brothers and sisters, I would love to encourage you this morning. Never let your heart grow so cold and grow so hard. Always work on your relationship with God. Always work on Him being your first love. It is so important that we realize and recognize that we have a beautiful opportunity to have a relationship with him. Amen. Now we're going to be opening up our hearts to worship our wonderful Lord some more. So let's open our hearts. Let's worship God before we turn to our Old Testament. The first low of the age of his day was a certain more shepherd than the youth of the Yeah. 
for our Old Testament passage, I'd like to ask you guys if you'd please all open up your Bibles to Amos chapter 5. We are going to start with verse 1 and we're going to go all the way to chapter 6 verse 7 together. Now you're going to see some repetition here and remember anytime you see repetition you want to reference those things. You also want to take note because anytime the Bible is repeating something, not only do we know that everything in the Bible is important, but when we see it repeating itself, that means it's really, really important. And we want to make sure we take note of all the really, really important things that God is pointing out in his word. Amen. Hear this word that I take up over you in lamentation, O house of Israel. Fallen no more to rise is the virgin Israel. Forsake on her land with none to raise her up. For thus says the Lord God, the city that went out, a thousand shall have a hundred left, and that which out of a hundred still shall have ten left to the house of Israel. You're talking about a remnant. No matter how many people there are out there, there is still always going to be a remnant of those who love God, who worship him, who honor him, who that's their first love. In verse four, we're going to start seeing something that's going to repeat here. For thus says the Lord, the God of the house of Israel, seek me and live. We always need to remember, seek him first. And you're going to see this come again and again. But do not seek Bethel and do not enter into Gilgal or cross over to Beersheba. For Gilgal shall surely go into exile and Bethel shall come to nothing. And here's the repeat. Verse six, seek the Lord and live lest he break out like fire in the house of Joseph and devour it with none to quench it for Bethel. O you who turn justice to wormwood and cast down righteousness to the earth, he who made the Pleiades and Orion and turns deep darkness into morning and darkness in the day into night, who calls for the waters of the sea and pours them out on the surface of the earth, the Lord is his name, who makes destruction flash forth against the strong, so that the destruction comes upon the fortress. They hate him who reprove in the gate, and they abhor him who speaks the truth. Now that is how people, how evil, wicked people are. They don't want you to have correction they don't want you to speak truth they want you to speak evil they praise the evil they want more evil to come in the next line it says therefore before you trample on the poor and you extract taxes of grain from him you have built houses of hewn stone but you shall not dwell in them you have planted pleasant vineyards, but you shall not drink of their wine. For I know how many are your transgressions. God knows. God knows, beloved. How great are your sins. You who afflict the righteousness, who take a bribe and turn aside the needy. And again, God knows, God sees, God remembers these things. Therefore, he who is prudent will keep silent at such a time. Sometimes you're just going to be quiet. And it says on the next part, 
for it is an evil time. And we come to another repetition here in the next verse. Seek good and not evil. So here we're seeing seek me, seek the Lord, seek good. We're seeing some important things we need to be doing. We need to be doing some seeking. Seek good and not evil that you may live. So the Lord, the God of hosts, will be with you as you have said. Hate evil and love good. Establish justice in the gate. It may be that the Lord, the God of hosts, will be gracious to the remnant of Joseph. Therefore, thus says the Lord, the God of hosts, the Lord, in all the squares there shall be a dwelling, and in all the streets they shall say, Alas, alas, they shall call the farmers to mourning and to wailing, those who are skilled in lamentation. And in all vineyards there shall be wailing, for I will pass through your midst, says the Lord. Woe to you who desire the day of the Lord. Why would you have the day of the Lord? It is darkness and not light, as if a man fled from a lion and a bear met him, or went into the house and leaned his hand against the wall and a serpent bit him. Is not the day of the Lord darkness and not light and gloom with no brightness in it? Remember what we were just seeing in Revelation, all these things that are going to happen, all these things that are going to take place. I hate, I despise your feasts, and I take no delight in your solemn assemblies. Even though you offer me burnt offerings and grain offerings, I will not accept them. And the peace offerings of your fattened animals, I will not look upon them. Take away from me the noise of your songs. To the melody of your harps, I will not listen. But let justice roll down like waters and righteousness like an ever-flowing stream. Did you bring to me sacrifice offerings during the 40 years of the wilderness, O house of Israel? No. Now see, you're seeing here some important things. You're seeing seek. You're seeing be consistent. You're seeing not only when you need me should you be singing. Not only when you need me, he says, should you be praying? Should you be giving an offering? This needs to be a lifestyle, brothers and sisters. Not a one-time thing, but a decision for him to be our Lord should be a lifestyle decision. And you shall take up Sikuth, your king, and Kiun, your star god, and the images that you made for yourselves. And I will send you into exile beyond Damascus, says the Lord, whose name is the God of hosts. Chapter 6. Woe to those who are at ease in Zion, and to those who feel secure, man-made security, not God's security. On the mountain of Samaria, the notable men of the first of the nations, to whom the house of Israel comes, pass over to Calne and see. From there go to Hamath the great, then go to Gath and the Philistines. Are you better than these kingdoms, or is their territory greater than your territory? O oh, you who put far away the day of disaster and bring near the seat of violence, woe to those who lie on beds of ivory and stretch themselves out on their couches and eat lambs from the flock and calves from the midst of the stall, 
who sing idle songs to the sound of the harp, and like David, invent for themselves instruments of music, who drink wine in bowls and anoint themselves with the finest oils, but are not grieved over the ruin of Joseph. Therefore, they shall now be the first of those who go into exile, and the revelry of those who stretch themselves out shall pass away. Now, some important things that we're seeing here this morning together. We've been seeing this time and time again. Our lifestyle, our decisions are going to determine if God's hand is going to stay on our life, that hand of protection, that hand of provision, or if that hand is going to be lifted off. That these people who have turned away from God, who have gotten their hearts so hard, have a bad lifestyle. We're seeing people whose first love wasn't God. Sometimes it's wealth, sometimes it's money, sometimes it's power, idolatry, false gods. He needs to be our first love. We need to seek him. We need to seek the good. How many times are we seeing seek good, not evil, seek the Lord? It's repeating so many times. That is so important. We need consistency in our life, consistency in our walk with God. It is so important. We also need to hate evil. Now, <clears throat> these are all things that are easy to say and sometimes hard to live. So, brothers and sisters, I would like to encourage you. Always keep your heart soft. Always keep your heart ready to receive correction from the Lord. If there's things in your life that he tries to point out that you need to work on, be open. Be open to listening to him, to his word. Be open to understanding what it is that he wants for you and for your life. Amen. Now we're going to be praying together this morning. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we come to you. Father, we thank you for this opportunity that we get to come and hear your word together today. Lord, we come and ask, help us, Lord God, that you will be our first love. Help us turn away from things that we need to turn away from. Help us let go of things that we need to let go of. Lord, we don't want distractions. We don't want to seek evil. Lord, we want to seek you. We want to seek your goodness, and we want to live, Father. Lord, help us in our life. Help us in our walk with you. Lord, if there's things in our life that we need to let go of, help us. If there's things that we need to correct, teach us. Lord, we want you to be our first love. We want to be consistent, Father God, in our walk with you. Lord, we thank you for your word. Father, as we dismiss this morning and go about our day and our devotions and in our time, Lord, we just pray. Lord, continue to be with our government officials. Give them wisdom, Lord God, and how to best take care of us. Lord, we continue to pray, Lord God, for your hand to be upon our doctors, our nurses, our teachers who are trying so hard to take care of all of us, to treat us, Lord God, to teach us, Lord. Lord, continue to give them strength and favor and mercy, Lord God. Give them wisdom, Lord Jesus. 
Father, I lift up to you all of the business people and all of the working people who are listening this morning. Lord, I pray and ask that your hand be upon them. Lord, give them wisdom and ideas, creativity and opportunities, abilities, Lord God, to see increase in wealth and prosperity to come to their family and to their household. Lord, I thank you that sickness and disease shall be far, far, far away from all of the homes, Lord, of your children. And the blessings of a tither shall follow them wherever they go, Father God. We worship you. We love you, Lord. We give you glory. We give you honor. We give you praise. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. We so look forward to seeing you in service this weekend. Thank you so much for being with me this morning as we go through and read our Bibles together and understand some more about our wonderful Lord. Have an awesome weekend. Take care.